in 40 days, we were able to sell 52,000 candles in 2019. I follow the, the, the way of water because, you know, water just keep flowing. With one particular place, how come you could know the knowledge of the world? Right. I actually backpacked to 80 cities and drank the water of the local people. <laughs> so, ghaad ghaad ka paani apne zaroor piya is what you're saying. Makes sense. It is ghoom ke, like an experience leke na ki ek jaga bheet ke. A young boy from Bhusabal, Maharashtra, who lost his father at the age of three, quits his high-paying corporate job with Bank of New York to start his first social venture, Mitti Kerang, to help women entrepreneurs sell their products online. Hi there, welcome to Absolutely Right, India's first graphology, which means handwriting analysis-based leadership show. Each Wednesday, we interview some change makers, entrepreneurs, high performers who, instead of being bound by the limitations around them, decided to overcome it and actually commit to the dreams that they believe in. With each episode, you learn what made them who they are, how can you change your behavior and claim the best version of yourself and be a better leader with all the coaching techniques with our segment Coach the Coach and the Stroke of Graphology. My name is Aditi Surana. I'm your host. I'm a behavioral analyst, a high-performance coach and founder of India's first mental gym called APT. The website is aptmentalgym.com. You know, we do so much for our physical workout, physical fitness, diet, uh, medical checkups. What do we do for our mental fitness? If you haven't done something about your mental fitness in a long time, then do check out our website and we will talk about some step-by-step methods that you can implement immediately to get your journey on mental fitness started right away. Without further ado, let me invite Amit Jain, co-founder of Mitti Kerang, a phenomenal inspiring story from someone who believes in what he does, sees the impact of his work every single day and has managed to empower more than 5,000 women in this country and the work and the impact is phenomenal. So let's welcome Amit Jain and get this conversation started. Hi Amit, welcome to Absolutely Right. Thank you so much. So we will be talking about graphology, your story, Mitti Ke Rang. We have so much to cover, but before that, I'm genuinely curious. You are a person from a business family and decided to do something which didn't make any business sense to anybody. So how was it taken by your family? Yeah, they were all, uh, I won't say like the word against, but uh, because what they have seen in the past, definitely they won't agree to that. But I'm a kind of a person, whatever I've done, post 12th standard or you could say graduation, it's all against the will and uh, uh, say of the family and the friends. Okay. So I remember Steve Jobs once said that when people agree with me too much, I feel concerned as if I'm not doing the right thing anymore. So I think that rule is applicable to you too, is it? Yeah, yeah. And in the beginning, like until 2015-16, I used to definitely go against whatever people used to say. Then I just, uh, I, I won't say invented the code, but it just came out that, you know, what is the biggest truth in the world? Hmm. That everything is a lie. Whatever you hear from the birth, <laughs> like, you know, people say do this, but that, yeah, that's you a lie. Never know. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I, of all the people, after meeting so many different personalities, would cannot agree more with your statement because different people, different perspectives, the stories are always very colorful and we otherwise cannot imagine them to be so colorful. So I cannot agree more. So I have your handwriting sample. We asked Amit to write a sample on a blank unruled sheet of paper. 
He has written around eight to 10 lines. And Amit, I hope you have the sample with you because I'm going to look at your handwriting strokes and speak about certain aspects that I can identify here. First thing I want to start with is your letter Y. When you write your lowercase letter Y, you start the stroke, you bring a straight line down, stop it at 50% and never complete it. Now, there are two, three things about this stroke which are very interesting. First, that these people believe in being loners. So they love people, they love friends, they love to hang out with other people and work with them. But fundamentally, whenever they get a moment, they want to have their time behind the locked door to think and build their independent perspective. Second thing is uh, when the work is going on, when you're done with like problem solving, uh, delegating it to the right person, 50% into the execution, you're like, I think it's time for me to get to the next thing. You actually delegate the work to someone else to complete it. But around 50% of the delivery or execution is where you start feeling it's time to get to the next thing right away. And the third thing I feel every single time when you pick up conversations, the intellectual aspect matters to you so much that when people get into too much of detailing and too much of description of this happened, that happened, you look visibly bored. <laughs> wow, I think, you know, no one would have better explained this than, than what I've been in the three, three sentences. Wow. So on our show, if you like something, uh, you say absolutely right. That's the name of the show. So Absolutely right. <laughs> okay. So Amit, another thing that stood out was your letter M. When you write your letter M, it has well-formed uh, humps that are formed in your M, which means whenever you're making decisions, you love to observe people about how they're going to react to your decision, what exactly going to happen, uh, what they have done in the past about this particular situation. So your deep observations have helped you make great business decisions. I would not say right business decisions, but you knew why you're making those decisions. So please tell us when you for the first time decided to start Mittikirang, what inspired you to do that? Right. Before that, I would say absolutely right square what you said, how you <laughs> define the letter M. Uh, Mittikirang, you know, it's like it's uh, connecting the dots again. And uh, I lost my father at a very early age, at the age of three. I come from a town named Busawal in Maharashtra. So grandfather opened a shop for my mom, like a tailoring shop. And my parents, like uh, the cousins, were a great support in terms of food, uh, clothes and everything. And being a single child, you tend to become rebellious. I was very bad at studies. I scored, like in a sarcasm way, I say that I scored highest in geometry in ninth. That was zero. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> okay. And my mom got worried. Everyone got worried after 10th, what I'll do. But... Uh, at that time in 2007, 2007, I think engineering is the only option which is left. So I took science. I came to Pune with my bag. Okay, that okay, I'm going to take admission in engineering in Pune. I stayed at my cousin's place. Then after two to three weeks, after going to all the colleges, like what could be the best possible option, the conclusion came that I won't be studying engineering in Pune because of the fees is very high. And uh, even family like wasn't sure that after investing so much or taking a loan, I'll be able to crack that. With, I cried like crazy. Then I took my bag. I came again to my hometown. Now what? I just thought, let's do it. I took BCom. Everyone against. He, you won't be able to even clear that. But again, uh, the habit of reading a lot of me, like GK and all, I scored 84, 86 percentage. I shoot third in college in the first year with the commerce. 
in CT, I scored good. The, again, the challenge was of fees. So I couldn't do MBA in, the, in Pune or Mumbai. Now what? Uh, someone told me, go to Pune, look for a job. If someone can give you a job. I took a bag. I came to Pune with 1,000 rupees in 2012 and with a graduation degree. So you're saying and, that you, uh, every time you had to make a decision around your education, you were not sure about being able to support it because of the financial restrictions and you had to support yourself. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. And you know, uh, also lack of knowledge and information, like what would be the best option for me. Then I gave the final interview and again, a very good, uh, like how people really supported me. My manager asked me that like, you're wearing a sports shoes. I'm like, I don't have shoes. So I just borrowed it back from my roommate who I was staying with. I just yeah. did. Half an hour, he took my interview. Then one of the best thing happened, like he couldn't hire me because, you know, again, I was not experienced. He called right. one of the meta expertise from Brazil who was there for transition. She interviewed me for 30 minutes. I was able to converse with her, talk to her about global finance knowledge. Why? Because I used to listen to BBC podcast in my graduation days. Okay. Interesting. I used to read Guardian, NYT, all the papers without so any British lady who was interviewing exactly. you. Okay. And you could communicate because of your, your podcast listening, interview Listen. listening habit. Okay. Interesting. At that time, all the family was against KR. You're wasting your time with reading GK. I don't know what you're doing. But I'm like, I'll do it okay. and see what okay. happened. <laughs> and actually dots connect when you actually see things happening, turning back, things become interesting. So Amit, when I look at your handwriting sample, one of the things uh, that is, again, you know, when you're looking for data, when you're looking for this information, you're very direct, you're to the point. If things become very imaginative, people start telling you, oh, we can do this in the future. This would be possible. Big plans, you're mostly not interested in. You're like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Let's take a few steps back. Tell me what we can do right now and how we can quickly solve this problem or come to a conclusion and get to action part of it or you know, get the sale moving. Now, people have accused you, they have fought you, debated you that you are rushing into things and why do you have to do that? But I do not see that pattern. And I'm saying this because for our listeners also, sometimes when you are thinking about a problem, it is the data collection is happening at the back of your mind. You constantly pick information. You're thinking about it for months together. But people externally do not notice all those minute data collection points. They just only know that when you talk about the problem, and in your case also this has happened, uh, creating many misunderstandings with people. They, they thought that you're rushing. You are being hyper. You are being immature because you did not tell them how far you went to know what you're saying. Or how much information have you collected, gathered, spoken to people? And I think that's a great, great skill that you have or you have developed and nurtured over a period of time. This is absolutely right, Cube. <laughs> no, I can, how I can relate to this, it's so perfectly well curated by you. Uh, because I'm a type of person who, like, okay, A, B, C, D, end of story. And how this pattern came into me, because, you know, from the birth, I was being told what not to do. Okay, you can't do this, you can't do that. And even so, I have an habit like if you have a problem, solve it. Don't just keep creeping about it because nothing will help you. Right. And I think after, when for the language English, you know, uh, in my like village, uh, people don't know how to speak English. And even I was with the people who don't know. Everyone was like, you know, uh, English is a language which no one needs to speak. And I want to talk to people who in English and I want to learn English. So what I did. 
I took papers every day in the morning or afternoon. Newspaper. Stand in newspaper okay. or any magazine, diary, whatever. Stand in front of the mirror and just speak loudly. Nice. Without knowing what does that mean. Okay. Because I read somewhere that the more you speak, your tongue get habitual to speaking in English. Right. Any language for that matter, you start learning like that. That's true. That's true. That's what I kept doing. From there, that's amazing because once you have the will to learn something, like you know, practicing and finding techniques to do that is what you have in hand. And at the end, English is a language, nothing more than that. So, you know, it it shouldn't be a restricting point for anybody, for that matter. So, I'm a dyslexic myself. So many times I struggle to to speak, and my work is so much about speaking that people don't believe that I have such struggles. But it's only practicing hours and hours of that. Even till date, every word that I get stuck on, I I repeat as you said in front of the mirror or in front of uh, you know other people around who correct my pronunciation. But I think that's the way to go about it. I think there's no other hack to learning things that you're not aware of. Samit, you were saying that your journey when we speak about Mitti Ke Rang, what was the point where you thought of, you know, doing such a socially impactful project? Right. So at the moment, I got a job in the Bank of New York. And at the midnight, I got a call from that same person that what you did. I'm like, why? You're the first person to get hired in three hours. My mom came to Pune. And then we thought ki, till now, uh, everything was been supported by family, by grandfather, by friends. It's time to give back. And with just a random idea, because in, on my birthdays or any time, you know, I used to get a lot of clothes from pe- uh, friends and families. See. Yeah. So we started uh, with collection of clothes and everything. Like, and I, I don't know why, but I just put it an ad on Alex and Quaker. Ki, hey, if you want to donate clothes and books, contact us. I thought I'll not get any call, but I, ju- I just read that. Okay. Started getting a lot of calls. Okay. So five days a week, I used to work. Two days, I used to take my bike and, you know, go and collect clothes and all. From people who, from OLX who ever inquired and, and told you that, okay? That's how we started. And also a very important factor. We all think to bring change uh, or to start something, we need people who have a lot of knowledge or a lot of funds or whatever. The first initial step was, in, was by an auto driver. So he was a person who actually made this idea more into a concrete and helped to scale more. Okay. Why do you how? say that? I was coming from Indore after Raki. My sister gave me a shirt. We had started by that time. While coming uh, uh, into my home in Pune, I was talking to him about the idea. He really liked the idea. I just gave him a shirt. He called me a few days back after a few days. That idea is good. If you want any help in collection, anyway, I keep traveling. You give me the number, give me the address. Whenever I'm at that area, I'll pick it up for you. How sweet. This is amazing. And just to, just to ask how old this man was and, uh, uh, you know. Uh, 40, 40, 40, 42 around. 40, 42. And he was willing to go out of his ways to do this. This is unbelievable. Okay. And uh, so he's like, I'll keep 20% for my locality. I'll donate it. That's how we started. Now, how we got more volunteers? Because the people who donated us, we started tagging them on social media. Okay. They became our volunteers later. And that's the journey of Mittagran started in the initial days. Okay, which year was it? 2013. 2013. So you started your job in 2012 and immediately you had this idea to, to begin. But it's not about how much resources you have, as you rightly said. It's about how willing you are to make the difference, to actually do what is needed to be done for the problem. So it's a personal reason, right? Because you received clothes in those times. You thought I should collect clothes and give it back. 
how it turned into a business then so you know uh, this one person i'll name a friend a very good friend who who we met in 2013 in one of the meetups in pune his name is saket deshmukh we became very good friends we used to hang out a lot we used to talk a lot we thought knowing what will happen tomorrow we just kept doing lot of different different activities and i was working with the bank of new york at that time in 2016 i went to a journey named jagrati yatra so it's a train journey where 500 people who want to come to social come together we go across india for 15 days and 12 destination we met a lot of people then in 2018 just to, uh, just to pause you here the jagruti yatra is where young people who want to make a difference socially take the uh, train journey every year and they have this whole project that runs and different people authors phenomenal curators come and meet people on that journey in different 12 locations and contribute or speak and this is like the whole event kind of is created over the years okay i just wanted to tell our listeners because it's a great project if you want to do something uh, do check out jagruti yatra i have heard some heartwarming stories about it from many friends by now yes amit right and in, in after jagruti yatra i i came to know about commonwealth youth summit happening in malaysia so i applied for it and luckily got selected okay. uh, along with couple of people from india and 2017 18 i flew to malaysia that was the first time i actually sat in a in an airplane oh, okay <laughs> my mom had already sat and i and i asked her how to do check in she actually told me what all to do when you go to an airport your mom told you that yeah okay <laughs> so and <laughs> and at that time in 2017 uh, we were advocating and even now uh, for widow empowerment okay because my mom is a widow and in every home in some or the other way or a family has a widow no one talks about that and they internally goes through those feelings right. we wanted to bring a word out so in malaysia uh, i met people from 52 countries from different different countries and even they were like yeah we have so many we will advocate for you for mitikaram and that's how we just kept doing kept doing and in 2018 uh, in mid december or november uh, we actually thought now we have women entrepreneurs and widows in a center in pune okay. let's train them to make products Again, with just a simple idea, let's try it. We taught them paper bags, cloth bag, and we really got very good orders. I also started okay, backpacking. Let's, yeah. let's pause here. I just want to know more. So you're saying that you were collecting clothes and donating clothes. Okay, now it was like only collection and donation. When did it turn to like an entrepreneurship venture? What happened there? It was in a very on the go, on the go. Even when I recall now, because you know, I think one thing which really helped us to. uh improvise on what we are doing is consistency mm-hmm. that one led to another third fourth fifth sixth and it it just went by okay and you know uh, then collection of clothes then we did a lot of events in ngos and slums areas then we did widow empowerment advocacy then when we met uh, widows offline uh, the the problem of livelihood came into picture ki okay they have Let's, to do something okay then we pivoted to entrepreneurship okay we got lot of interns in pune they trained women how to make those in 2019 i came to pune and i'm like i'm done i need to leave my job because both the things were growing parallelly so i told my family because that was the biggest pressure i had like how to convince them and uh, so i told them my company is kicking me out ki mujhe job se nikal rahe oh okay <laughs> for next one week i couldn't sleep eat He a lot of pressure. What I'm going to do next? Okay. With no plans, I just left the job, and uh, 
and saving was very also very less because all was bootstrap in mittikadam we had a very high tech center in pune like how we converted a slum area into a very proper you could say a high tech room what no one would say high tech in the sense computers and everything yeah for example you know from both i wanted a room wherein i would love to sit and read and work let's make it a very lavish one mm. so my friend like ashutosh was a big support himani interior designer pro bono she like will make it so we had a center in pune we properly made it like a proper carpet you know very, very lavish how nice how nice though you are working with people who are economically challenged you said we don't have to create the environment where they feel that way mentally they have to feel as if they are aspiring to come to this space and it is a point of pride that's such a sensitive thing thing to think about thank you amit before that room you know kids is kids kids and women used to come by force ki okay something is there but once the room was done we used to tell them it's time to go home let us go home <laughs> right so that was a transformation we did and then yeah we got couple of orders from uh, five star hotels in pune for paper bags and cloth bag and all then saket made a website uh, which where we started selling the paper bag and cloth bag like a e-commerce website basic product yeah yeah now again what to do next since september well we were having tea me and saket so you know 90% of a discussion of mitti kedang of both co-founders happen on bike like oh. hey are you free let's go we just hunt for chai stall we stand for half an hour drink tea meeting end of story okay <laughs> then we thought let's go for candles the idea came in okay we had one women entrepreneur training the entrepreneurs how to make candle so once she taught how to make candle in 40 days 40 we were able to sell 52000 candles in 2019 what 52000 candles you sold in 40 days this diwali period is it yeah oh my god that's phenomenal so you guys are doing something right about the marketing part isn't it i'll tell you something so there's a quote uh, which i always follow make connections when you don't need the most Wow. So for seven years, we just I just kept networking because that that's what I love. You take any field, any city I have friends in. Mm-hmm. When we launch, we had already had the market ready. Right. So people knew what you were doing and how committed you were, and they trusted you before you could jump in. This bootstrapping is another level. Like it's actually starting from wherever the situation is and figuring out a way. We're going to continue the story and know more about it. I'm going to talk about some questions that you have for me. But before we get there, we're going to take a small uh, segment break where we're going to walk into our new segment called Coach the Coach and join Amit immediately on the other side. So what do you do when people are defiant? You know, if you have a team member who cannot handle authority and if you are the authority, what do you do? If you have a situation like that while talking to somebody, if you have to mediate a way, how do you function? What exactly do you do? Now, let me tell you a little secret. Now, the thing that I'm going to tell you, I have tried with multiple adults across CEOs, CXOs, uh, mid-level managers. I have used it with hundreds of people and it has worked like a charm every single time. But the secret is the information comes from child psychology book where the psychologist talks about the rules of parenting and how to deal with your defiant kid. Yeah, oops, uh, did I give out the secret here? But I did because it's important to understand the way you deal with your kids or any adult in social or professional setting might have a lot in common. If you haven't noticed it, then probably it's time for you to start thinking about it. So how to deal with defiant people? 
Now, basically, defiant people fight authority. They cannot stand any authoritative person telling them what to do and what not to do. Which indirectly means that the very moment they sense force coming their way, they become stubborn. They decide not to change their ways. They do even things that are harmful for them but would not budge in front of those authoritative people because they do not want to give in the next time. So there is a lot of baggage happening here basically. So instead of fighting the baggage, instead of stopping it or pushing it or pulling it, use this little tact. If you ask them to take a right turn, they would fight you because you are the authority. If you ask them to make a left turn, they would fight you because you are the authority. But if you tell them uh, the right would go here and the left would go there, the decision is yours. I'm okay with both the decisions that you make. What? What did you just say? Yeah, tell them that you are okay with both the decisions that they would make. Both would have their own consequences and you will respect their choice. They do not know how to deal with the situation. Now here is an interesting part. They know how to fight the authority, but they do not know what to do when people around them are not authoritative. What to do when people give them choice and respect. Now the authoritative problem also comes from their parenting. So it has nothing to do with you or your choices. They have learned that parents might go wrong. Authorities might be harmful. So they believe that they have to fight them no matter what. Now here is the point. When you change that technique, when you change that pattern by simply giving them the freedom of choice and genuinely, not to pretend, but genuinely giving them freedom of choice once, twice or at times for a month or two, they realize that this space is not the space to fight. They stop fighting. They give up on their aggression and probably start participating more instead of just being defined. Try this and tell me how it works. My email ID is right, W-R-I-T at aditisarana.com. Being a high performance coach when I work with leaders, it's not only in analyzing handwritings, but actually finding ways in which you can tactfully deal with situations that makes a huge difference. To know more about my work, the website is aditisurana.com. You will know more about coaching, graphology classes, apt mental gym, and all the other work that we do. So Amit, you were talking about how you sold 52,000 candles in 40 days. And that is a great feat to even begin that business. So how did you manage to, to scale this up? What exactly did you do? So there are two parts. One is marketing, how we reach distribution with what all the hurdles. Second, the biggest uh, lesson we learned from the women entrepreneurs. I'll go with the second one first. Okay. When we started Candles, uh, because it was new for the entire community, mm-hmm. the family of the women entrepreneurs were against that. You're just wasting your time. You don't know what will happen and all and all. Okay. We spoke to the entrepreneurs. They're like, we will do it. Okay. They used to wake up very early in the morning get the household work done, send the uh, kids to the school, do the again lunch and all, come to center, make candle, go back, come back, go back, come back. Three days before Diwali, we did the entire calculation. All the five entrepreneurs, each women entrepreneur, were able to earn 17,500 rupees. Oh, nice. That's the biggest lesson, you know, of walk the talk. Their entire family was the biggest supporter of them post that. They initially doubted it, thinking that it won't make any money. But the fact that these five ladies made 17,500, they suddenly, the family started believing because of the proof of the concept. And yeah, they can do it. And they were the people who were telling us to do more now. 
Okay, <laughs> so they became the promoters of that idea. For in terms of the marketing, definitely the network was very, uh, very, very uh, great for uh, Mitikaram. Second, trust, and it came because of consistency. We did for thirty, forty offline stalls. We did the entire marketing, entire team of Mitikaram. Literally, we didn't slept for more than two hours every day for fifty days. We used to get raw material from the city center. Mm-hmm. It was raining like crazy in Pune in twenty nineteen. Okay. Then also, you know, every member did their best. And due to the anti-collaboratively work, we were able to achieve. You know what has been the biggest impact so far for us. Wow! You also have a story like that about laddus, right? You have sold more than five lakh laddus made by these women. Please tell us about that. This is like you know, as as, as a marketing example for any small business owner, it is so tough to do it on a regular commercial level. For you guys to manage it with a with an NGO, it's phenomenal. While talking to my co-founder, we realized. that whenever you hear the word ngo the first picture which comes into your mind is charity right and and bechare like we don't know we're doing it out of like favor more than anything else okay and our entire duration you know we didn't want to sell charity or garibi for that matter you know so i was talking to my co-founder saket and we are like when we can make it, make this project for women entrepreneurs a sustainable livelihood why to give this a name as a charity Oh, nice. Okay. So, so that's why we stopped calling ourselves as an NGO, but a social venture. There is no change in the formal structure or a legal structure. It's a change in the perception. Also, we were very doubtful when we did this in 2019. Will pe- people will support this? Right. And I think when we sold 52,000 candles, this is the answer. People love the fact that we are not selling charity, but livelihood. How nice! How nice! And that's, there's also a sense of dignity there, where people feel that they're earning their living, and that money is not coming as as favor, but they're actually getting rewarded for the work that they're putting in. So you know, like uh, there's a saying in a startup that you just have to be once right. Right. In the <laughs> in twenty one, we just launched regular. Do and even me personally. Okay, wait. A post lockdown, you launched this in twenty twenty one. Yeah. Okay. While while businesses were closing down, you said, "Okay, let's start a new one, new product line." Okay, how interesting. Right. So, Ragilatu was something which even I wasn't heard of. And as usual, our habit just launch and see what the market demands. We launch in June, July. We didn't got much response for that matter. But in September, we were literally worrying me, my co-founder, and Mehak, the team member, what to do to get more orders. One fine day on 17 September in the midnight. Okay. One of the article got published in the newspaper for the regular do. As usual, it came three four orders. I'm like, okay. I just went home. So when I go home or leave my workspace, I just switch off my phone, airplane mode. <laughs> in the morning at 11 a.m., I came to my office. I see 25 missile of my co-founder, 20 missile of my team members. I'm like, okay. What happened? I just yeah, I just opened my website. 62,000 rupees order in just nine hours. No way! Oh my God! Sixty-two thousand already ordered by people. The article was so famous. So I was in shop for half an hour. I was just laughing. I'm like, I don't know what what's happening. Uh, that day, the article really helped us to reach a lot of people. That day, we closed on one lakh thirty-nine thousand rupees with two three hundred orders around. Wow, that's incredible! From struggling to sell laddu, suddenly, yeah, wow. And second day, we thought. It's done, you know. the The vibe would uh, go off. We actually moved ahead, one lakh fifty thousand plus. So for the next ten days, we literally sold a do worth of five to six lakh rupees. One damn good article actually did like 
like Midas touch. Almost like you know that thing that you say, uh, luck is where opportunity meets a prepared mind. It's exactly what happened. You're preparing for that time for you to scale that much, and it just happened one fine day. Okay. So for Ragiladdu, uh, you know, Mittikaran tried to support one women entrepreneur for the small business which they are running. When we got so many orders, she actually employed more women in her locality. That's the ripple effect. Wow. And second for Holi, when we launched the e-commerce platform in 2021, in the month of Feb, uh, we got a call from Uttarakhand that due to COVID, we couldn't sell Holi colors and it was all down sales. We're like, let's try. Uh, so at that time, we were able to sell around 500 boxes worth of 1 lakh rupees plus in 15 days, 1.5. That was it. Wow. So Amit, over to you. What questions can I answer? Uh, so, you know, first question which I would like to ask is like being a co-founder, uh, what do you think, you know, I should improve as a decision maker? Okay, that's a great question uh, because every entrepreneur, every leader has to make some very tough, unpleasant and difficult decisions on the way. Now, I mentioned about your decision making style that you love to gather data. I also mentioned that you function as a loner. So after all the discussion done with other people, the time by yourself uh, matters a lot to you. Probably that's the reason the airplane mode is like the easiest thing to do. When you are thinking, you don't want people to disturb you and then you are available for everybody throughout the day. But that recharge mechanism works. So what I would say in your case, what you naturally do is when you are in a situation, you gather a lot of information, opinions, whatever is needed. And then you take a bird's eye view at the same situation by knowing, okay, how does it feel if I sleep over it, if I think about it later? Now, what is missing, and I feel that is the tricky part here, is sometimes in, the, uh, in order to experiment, jump and do things in the manner that would quickly show results, you do not think about where your strategy is going. The plans or the vision that you carry obviously is to make a great difference, but it is not your natural tendency to think where are you headed? Where are you headed after say five years, seven years, 10 years? Now, does it matter? Slightly yes, because if you want everybody to join along and you do have the vision, it's just that you do not tap into it every now and then. You do not think about it, say, on a monthly basis. Once we, once, and I've seen this with many leaders, once they know where they're going, when they're very clear about it, when they're aligned with that idea, everybody around them starts understanding it. Now, in your case, smaller projects, yes, people get it. You have an amazing team for sure. So that, that is happening because you connect with people honestly. Like you actually connect with them for whatever it is. And... As you mentioned, thinking from their perspective helps. But as a leader, sometimes you do have to do the heavy lifting, the disciplinarian role, actually being the authority, not saying the pleasant things. Now, when you have to play all those roles, having the larger idea or the vision in front of you would genuinely help. So I would say it's not a bad advice to sit down and actually do a mind map of where would you like to go? after some time you know like say five three years five years and that that kind of brainstorming would really help right now it is firefighting and the immediate the lowest hanging fruit is what you gather and you run with it imagine knowing how would you take your journey in a long run and running with it it will just make it even more powerful 
Great. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll definitely make a note of it. And yeah, thank you so much. Okay. So uh, the second question would be like, is it okay not uh, not not to be a perfect person? <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> like you know perfection because we all uh, keep listening to the word and definitely i don't follow the key you have to be perfect all the time but do you think like by uh, so the writing which you have seen and the and the patterns which you have observed that there is something which we should carry out when it comes to perfection or it's okay to be experimenting okay so first of all let's look at perfectionism and break it down and understand as a concept now some people look at perfectionism is that they have to no matter what happens in the world get things right and if they don't get it it's like a big personal insult embarrassment something that they believe they would carry on their shoulders till they die now that level of um, perfectionism can drive people crazy can make them feel based on fear that they have within you know really make them anxious stressful and it's not always the results might be great but the person goes through all the turmoil in just achieving that whereas uh, i do not see the trait in your handwriting the trait is called michael jackson's m where the second hump in the letter is bigger than the first one and that talks about someone's perfectionism now the other same trait you know in psychology we have multiple traits of behaviors is also known as fear of being rejected right i don't think you are a perfectionist absolutely not you do have pursuit of excellence you also have something where you say okay if i decide to give my 100% i want to make sure that i deliver on the promise that i am making or i do the best possible job but perfectionism and what you're doing is completely different the action might look the same but the motive behind the action is very very different you know sometimes people do it because their personal standards are so high that they want to deliver to those standards and sometimes people do it because if they don't do it they will be reprimanded people would criticize them they would have to pay the price for it or they would feel embarrassed now those all external motives are very stressful in your case the motive is more of like driven by your personal standards and i'll tell you why when nobody is watching you would still put equal amount of commitment in doing things when you follow your own routine in the house you'll be equally committed and that that comes from the fact that certain things you like you know they are more efficient they are more organized you like it in that manner which is not about you fearing rejection or trying to be flawless It's about just delivering what you say you would deliver, and that's a sign of uh, high integrity more than anything else. By the way, yeah. there is another trait which I didn't mention that when I look at your letters A O, and there are you know many ways in which graphology can comment about somebody's honesty and integrity. I believe the reason you have so many people trusting you is the fact all the women who have been part of it, and you, know, you have spoken to people and the customers or people you have associated with. because you have the courage to say things the way people do not have the courage to talk about if you think something is not correct uh, you might not hurt people that's not your objective but you would find a way or find words to say what you mean and what you believe even if that makes them uncomfortable makes you uncomfortable uh, if that means loss of business uh, if that means you know people not liking you you would take it in your stride and still do what you believe to be true wow 
I think yeah, uh, absolutely. Because you know, uh, absolutely in all the all the both the factors. Because one which you said that if people are not watching or people are watching, I'll be able to work because so the working space I work in Pune. On weekends, I'm the alone person in the entire building for like I think twelve fifteen hours. Okay. So I have the same energy. So I tell people you know if everybody's around me, I can work with that same energy. If there is no one, I can work with the same energy. Right. and that that shows that you're not doing it for the gallery you're doing it for yourself definitely the stroke of graphology for this week is an interesting stroke that i always find amusing i'll tell you why this is a stroke of defiance you know how we think defiance is all about the teenagers who do not want to comply to the authorities who do not want to follow rules and only rebel how can they do this now here's a secret the stroke has nothing to do with being a teenager i think that is the first time the defiant people become vocal about their problems but defiant people are available in all sizes and shapes so you would find adults defiant kids defiant teenagers defiant older people defiant so there's nothing to do with the teenager none of that how do you find that in handwriting look for lower case letter k k for kite So look for the lower case letter K. If you find in the place of the lower case letter K, if someone writes it like an upper case letter K, then that person has defiance in his behavior or her behavior. You may wonder, like, uh, how? Like that little stroke of K being small to large. How can this talk about the whole behavioral pattern? Now, for our brains, every choice is a major, humongous choice. every small cell the color of your eyes the shape of your body the way you speak everything has a choice that is well thought through thereby your handwriting stroke even if it is smaller or bigger by a few millimeters is also a choice for your brain to make collective data over 70 80 years have spoken about graphology and the accuracy of this subject if you want to learn graphology if you think this would be interesting to know myself better or people around me at a at an honest level then do check out the website and we do graphology master classes every 3 months where i talk about graphology and teach you how to analyze people how can you recruit better how can you speak with people in the manner they can communicate or understand you in a better better manner i believe understanding people and knowing what do they require in the moment will definitely make you a better leader so let's get back to the conversation with amit and here are some interesting insights that he has So uh, Amit if we want to tell our listeners three things that you have learned on this phenomenal journey that you have gone through with Mitti Kiran and especially with the fact that you work with these uh, women who are otherwise you know not treated in the manner that they should be do not have the dignity that they deserve and they should receive from people around them uh, what were your key lessons that our, our listeners can learn from you on this journey right you know uh, so in the entire journey of bank of new york of 7 years mitti kiran it's been 8 years now i follow the, the the way of water because you know water just keep flowing and the moment you keep a water in a bowl it will get rot yeah. so i try to do things which are new so first is make connections when you don't need the most that's the most powerful lesson i've learned and that's how i got the sense of talking to people when it comes to women entrepreneurs we were able to onboard a 200 plus in the initial one month 
Mm-hmm. A lot of people comes to me, I mean, how are you able to get so many entrepreneurs in such a less span of time? Right. I'm like, I have to just put a WhatsApp status. And you know, we have people with us. So that's the network we carry. That's the first lesson. Second lesson is very, very, very important for anybody who are trying to start something of their own. No matter you are a student, you are a gradu- graduate, you are working. Which is, love me or hate me, but you can't ignore me. <laughs> I remember Karan Johar saying this. Please tell me what is your context on this one. When we started with Tikaran, whatever we do, 90% of people comes to us that you are doing wrong or you shouldn't be doing this. For example, you know, the same content we used to put on all social media. A lot of people used to come that why uh, you're putting up the same content everywhere. Then again and again, with, with a good message, we are not spamming, but sending the information to people. That's how you build trust. The problem is when you start a business, when you want to do something, the first thought which comes in, right. what will people think of you? Right. Over there, 99% of people don't try. They just stop right. with that fear. So my message is, no matter if you have an idea, just, just keep put out, keep put out. Once you do that, people will actually appreciate that what you're doing. And that's what happened with Mittikaran. We took eight years to be where we are today. So Amit, what you're saying is you keep trying, you keep being consistent, even if people think that you are, for example, spamming them, if you are like giving too much of information. But if you believe in it, the people who are supposed to be part of your community will always be part of it and they would understand where you're coming from. It's a great lesson in community building also for people who are leaders who want to build that kind of team. You kind of, you stay consistent. I always say, uh, you know, you require to create behaviors. Any behavior requires practice and, and repetition. You can't do it overnight. But when you are consistent with your behavior, people start adjusting to it. People start accepting you for that behavior. They might think, you know, oh my God, what a diet freak you are. Why are you obsessing over your health or your meditation practice? They might not appreciate in the beginning, but when they see you consistent with what you are committed to, they turn around and they start making a way. But we do not stay consistent enough for anybody to make a way. So I think that's a brilliant, brilliant lesson. Okay, the third one. So in the second one, you know, there are two factors. So the, the, the power of this, what I've said, have come a lot of times from my co-founder because, you know, his knowledge of this area has actually evolved me into a more better person in terms of what I, whatever I've said. Also in, in that segment, in a lot of people, when I speak to them, and I think a lot of people might be going through the same phase, that I mean, if we spam people, if we send the information, they won't like it and they won't, they, they might unfollow, they might not save the number. I'm like, it's the best thing you can happen because you are considering them as a supporter, but they are not. It's better to get filtered out. Wow, nice. So it's like, if you invite rejections early on, it's always better because then you can know who is actually your friend and who is not, who's actually supporting you and who's not. That's very interesting. The third one. Yeah, uh, I think in third, there would be one of the biggest factors, mental toughness. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because, you know, when you are against everyone and you believe that you can do it, more than believe, you have the gut feeling, let's do it. Whatever happened, we will face. So that I am being doing from my times when I was in my 10th, 12th graduation, I came to Pune. Then I just kept doing against my, even my colleagues in the Bank of New York. And when I backpack, because I backpacked to 80 cities, 80, with 17,000 plus rupees, like 17,500 rupees. 
sorry wait how how did you manage to do this so all the quotes which i have shared with you network love me or hate me this have helped me to make a bigger network in the entire india so 80 cities cities where you stayed with people they they gave you free lunches which most people don't believe in and they took care of you because they believed in what you were doing that's that's very very powerful statement about how you build your relationships i went to all the villages so you know people are so kind one day i was in a very small village in a jhopri where i couldn't sleep because rats are there other day i am in a five star hotel or in a penthouse oh <laughs> <laughs> you also that... a book about this this is such a diverse idea about india and the experience of people it's amazing and more than that i it would be a very big surprise to all i just had one jeans and one trouser and one t-shirt entire 6 months logistical questions but went to the city you planned it like that you already knew people or you just went there and made friends yes you know when i thought of backpacking after 2019 because what happened when you work in a corporate or when you earn money you think you know everything <laughs> i wanted to unlearn everything because you know it wasn't helping me right. i'm like let's leave so i just thought i'll backpack for 3 months the plan got improvised improvised and then i thought let's do one thing let's do k to k and a to b which means kanyakumari to kashmir arunachal to bombay okay i started from mumbai again i was very sick the day i had to start my backpacking with heavy fever i just left with my bag okay so the slight crazy exists in you we all agree to that by now okay <laughs> yeah so you know uh, luckily i had friends all over the place no matter what town city you go to uh, then the food was given with the friends the entire night i used to travel in a local bus in a local train standing because you can't sit you don't have space i used to work on my phone to get the house for the next day the moment i used to reach someone used to come to pick me up the entire meet up with the people was planned in the entire night i used to meet food eat food next day next city also a very important thing i learned over here that you know from the birth lot of people who are elder with due respect they tell us that unne ghat ghat ka pani piya hua hai that they know, have more knowledge and i'm like tum ek matlab aap ek jagah baith ke with one particular place how come you could know the knowledge of the world right i actually backpacked to 80 cities and drank the water of the local people <laughs> so ghat ghat ka pani apne zarur piya hai is what you're saying makes it ghum ke lekin experience leke na ki ek jagah baith ke so nice actually what you're also saying is when you see things for yourself when you are willing to experiment and explore you have your first hand experience so no matter how uh, difficult your time as an entrepreneur as a co-founder would become you will have those 80 days to count on and i think that's what the backpacking kind of raw travel does or tough experiences do they just like make sure that you are prepared for the future to deal with anything that may come it's true you no know, that's where mental toughness comes in confident from within and you don't you are not bound by things that you actually own like i am the person i am my brand like oh, that's phenomenal this reminds me when i started my career my father didn't agree with the choice of graphology as a career and i think he was very pissed that i'm choosing something so uh, unprecedented he said if you want to do something like that you leave my house right now a uh, little that he knew that i actually left the house and and he was shocked he couldn't believe when we came from a very protected background in that sense for the next 3 to 5 years the journey was extremely tough but i have had days where uh, one i had to manage my finances and i i remember eating like a vada power two to go by the day because you don't know how how things going to work out and 
obviously managing money clients all of that was very difficult because i was just 17 or 18 that time so when you look back no matter how tough my life has become after that i know if you have started that low or if you started you have fallen down to that pit nothing can get worse than that because in your mind you are already ready to lose it all and that makes you a deadly player in any game so i can only imagine how deadly you are when you go and aggressively market things that you believe in it's very very nice thank yeah. you thank you so much so amit if people want to be associated with mittike rang where can they find your details and how can they go about it and as of now volunteering internship if they anyone wants to do that on the on the website uh, uh, mehak and my number is there we are active on all social media 24/7 so you can reach out to us any time also on my linkedin bio there is a calendar link so i have opened my calendar to anybody whatever uh, topic they want to discuss on like they can do that lastly for women entrepreneurs right. so if you are a women entrepreneur making any product any category uh, we have an application on the website sell with us okay and the website link would be mittikerang.org m i t t i mitti kerang k e r a n g .org okay so uh, for our listeners whoever is interested who if you know someone in your community who can associate with mitti kerang please connect them because it's a community here that would take care of one another and we can grow together thank you so much amit there were so many points that were moving more than anything else and your journey by itself is so inspiring from the time i have read about your story till this moment when we are having the conversation your passion and your commitment is is seen through clearly so thank you so much for being on our show really really love this conversation again i'll repeat this the the, the way you have uh, curated this podcast it's pretty new it really literally took me time to uh, digest okay this is you know what uh, uh, you are trying to do and uh, your story the work you have been doing it's again an inspiration and thank you so much for taking up time and spreading a word about what we have been doing at mitikaram thank you thank you so much thank you so much for joining us one more time on the absolutely right podcast if you have a friend a family member who is struggling with leadership situation or sometimes lack motivation to go about their life then absolutely right conversations the inspiring stories of these high performers would come truly handy for them so do share this episode it would really help us if you have been our regular listener if you have enjoyed the conversations that we talk about then take 2 minutes and review us on spotify apple right comment share your experience tell us one little key moment from the podcast that got you thinking about your own life we would love to know this and other listeners can discover us better when you comment and rate the podcast thank you so much for being part of this community i hope you have learned quite a bit from today's conversation especially the zeal that amit spoke about If you want to know more about the work I do you can check out my website aditisurana.com I'm also available on Instagram my handle is aditisurana I see you on next Wednesday till then happy writing